Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Avery White from thirdpersoncreative.com. Welcome to the show, Avery. Hey, thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to have you. Um, Avery is using our software called Lifter LMS. He's uh, living abroad in Thailand right. and, you know, he's he's serving a, a market and has a big vision and mission and uh, has created an ecosystem online. And we're really going to dig into his story, how courses fit into that and how he's figuring all this out. First off, can you tell us who is the target market for not just your courses, but your blog and your forums and your projects that you have on the internet? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the blog is targeted at creatives. So whether you are a writer or a photographer, a videographer, a dancer, a carpenter, a poet, whatever, uh, that you are the target audience. And the goal of each blog post is to either highlight an existing story that's already out there. It could be um, you know, something that's unique to a, a television show um, the, the post that I actually published just recently looked at three different commercial campaigns. Uh, one was done by the, uh, the train system in Australia. Um, they ran this kind of, vi they studied virality for a little bit and they launched this campaign that uh, they did go viral and uh, it, it helped to spread awareness about train safety. And so it was like this, and it totally didn't work. Uh, I mean, it, it, it totally shouldn't work, but it did. Um, and the, the, the title of it is dumb ways to die. And so it's this really catchy, cheesy, cheese ball jingle, but it works. And people thought it was hilarious. And so it kind of caught on, um, and, or I look for collisions, you know, where, where you have maybe like culture intersects language. So I've done a piece on, on Google translate. Um, so as Chris mentioned, I, I do live in Thailand. Um, I'm learning Thai very slowly with some, to help some, from some tutors and I, um, I wanted to look at, okay, how does Google Translate handle something very simple? And, it f and discovered that it makes about four mistakes right, off, right out of the gate. Uh, some of them are kind of serious. And, and so just looking at, okay, these, these are where, this is where language and culture intersect. And so I'm hoping that kind of the synthesis of these blog posts can go on to help inspire creatives to create in their own art and get them thinking about other mediums because I think there's a lot to be learned. Um, you know, as a writer, I know I have a lot to learn from a dancer or a photographer or, uh, you know, a sculptor. Like, I, I can learn from that. Um, and so it's, it's calling those, uh, those things that are to be learned out and saying, okay, well, what, you know, what is it? Let's, let's talk about it and let's really get into the light. Let's talk a little bit about serving a big niche. So if you look at artists or creatives in general, yeah, a lot of the conventional wisdom or common uh, advice has to do with like riches and niches or whatever, or yeah. just focus on a sub niche. Why not just sculpture? Why not just, just the craft right. of writing? How is it, how and why do you approach the greater creative artistic community as a whole, as opposed to a niche within it? Right. So the folk, folk guy, I think is the plural. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the folk guy shifts per post. Um, so maybe one post I, I talk about the intersection between music and videography um, that's out there. That's like every YouTube video, music video out ever. Um, that's, it's a very common collision that I think most people are familiar with. Um, but you can also talk about 
and writing and culture. You know, if you want to talk about the effect of Harry Potter on children's literature, now you're getting into, okay, this is, this is a piece of, of literature that affected an entire generation of people and affected an, an entire, um, it affected an entire uh, class of writers. And now you have, you know, a lot more books about magic. You have a lot more, um, if, you, if you're into the publishing world, you, you hear a lot more queries about magic. You get a lot more um, just traction there. And, and people trying to, to, to write into that world, um, not specifically, you know, the Harry Potter world, but the, the magic realm, uh, you know, and, and expanding fantasy in that regard. So um, it's, it's a challenge because I, I have to think, okay, if we, if, we, if you take out, you know, if, like if you, if you zoom out a little bit, what are the things that are common to all creatives? Okay, so you can start talking about some of the obstacles that creatives share, right? So all creatives share a right, like some kind of creative block. You know, uh, writers have writer's block. Um, maybe um, uh, a photographer uh, can't figure out what he wants to shoot that day, or uh, maybe maybe the weather is against him or something. Um, you know, you can you can talk about maybe a sculptor kind of hitting the same kind of creative slump of man, everything just kind of feels the same. Um, so you can talk about creative blocks. You can talk about um, inspiration. So the things that inspire creative types are often very similar. There's a lot of connections that you can draw there. Um, and then the things that all, I think all creatives kind of go, Oh, wow, that's, that's actually kind of cool. Let's, let's look at that. You know, like what, what is that? Um, that, that, you know, that's something that you can work with as well. Um, so you want to find things that make people go, huh? And you want to find things that that make people go, oh man, this is way too hard. I'm, you know, like I can't do it. I'm not enough. I, I'm not good enough. Whatever. So okay, there's like a skill level. There's, so you got skill as an option. You got inspiration as an option. And then the last thing that I think really combines creativity, um, and and I would say is that even the hinge pin of third person creative is storytelling. Um, if I show you a picture of, you know, a plant, like a still life kind of kind of shot. Um, you can only derive so much story. But if I were to show you a picture of a, um, you know, a girl on a train and let's say she's got her hand up against the glass and outside is this blurry picture of this guy that's running to try to keep up with the train, but it's a still shot. That's a story. You have a protagonist who's trying to get the girl. You have an antagonist, which is this, um, you know, this circumstance keeping them apart, you know, you have, you have a story and that's just in a photography, you know, that's just in a photo. Um, you, of course you have story in writing. Of course you have story in sculpture. Of course you have story in, in painting and in, in all these other mediums where it's more obvious. So a question that I love to ask other creatives is what, what are the themes of the stories you're trying to tell? Um, you know, you can talk about mood. Um, Music has a mood, right? Sure. Painting has a mood. Photography has a mood. You can talk about lighting. If I, if I, you know, you, you walked out of movies before, like uh, if you ever watched Batman Dark Knight Rises, and you can say, man, that was a dark movie. Well, people know what you mean by that, but you can also look at a photo and go, well, this photo is really underexposed. It's dark. Well, now you've, you've used the same language to describe two extremely different creative mediums, but people always know what you're talking about. So there's bridges like that that are, that are all over the place, but 
for me, I couldn't, when I looked at the internet, I was like, man, I can't really find anyone talking about that. You know, what are those bridges? And so that's kind of where Third Person Creative came out, came out of and, and what I'm really seeking to, to want to talk about. Um, that's awesome. And uh, I'm 100% with you. I, I think we're kind of outnumbered. I'm very much a big picture thinker. My background is in anthropology, even things like education and technology and marketing and things like that. These are all sub niches of humanity. So I, I pretty much everything is anthropology. So I can yeah, go yeah. off into whatever my work and my business and this podcast is focused on a particular niche. But I'm very much a big picture thinker, which um, like you, so I appreciate what you're saying about building those bridges. And I think when you naturally see those in a big niche um, done well, it's a big opportunity because the market can be so huge. <clears throat> you're not just targeting sculptures or sculptors or painters or dance or writers or whatever. Uh, you're just you're kind of having the conversation above the conversation or the meta. Right. The meta, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the meta bridge builder. It's awesome. Also in our pre-chat, you mentioned um, there's a there's a theme of storytelling, but also towards a uh, to fight for a cause or some kind of change. Could you speak? Could you speak a little bit to um, not just storytelling for storytelling's sake, but is there like a, you know is there something? You know, what's the battle that that's waging that you you want your project to be a part of, or what types of um, greater purpose do these are these stories serving yeah no that's good um so uh, i i don't remember i don't remember i was i was i was uh following some there was a blogger i think out there that i was, I was listening to and he talked about creating revolutions uh, not just wanting to create a website but starting a revolution and what i i think what I, what I think has a lot more potential, um, you know, than your average Facebook troll for sure. But uh, when, when people want to talk about in you know creating change in the world around them, um, there's a lot of weapons that people like to pick up. You know, they can, um, you know, obviously there's the obvious ones of let's go get our, you know, uh, 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 pitches and torch forks, you know, to spin on the common thing and go burn something down. There's the, let's write a letter to Congress. There's, you know, let's hold a rally. There's, there, there's all these different things that you can weaponize. You can weaponize a letter. You can weaponize your voice. You can have. There's a lot of conversation today yeah, about right. weaponizing Twitter. Like yeah. Twitter's weaponized. Or, I mean, people say that about political campaigns. Yeah, and like absolutely. You can weaponize basically anything. You know, what, what does it yeah. say? There's an old adage that says anything is a weapon if you swing it right, you know? So, I think that was uh, Ani DeFranco. Any hey, tool there you go. Hold it right. But why not weaponize a story? You know, there's a lot of stories out there that are, you know, we, we call them, uh, you know, you can call them, Oh my gosh, I totally blanked. Uh, what is it? Like, you know, a fable, you can call them, um, you can call them metaphor. You can call them, God, I'm looking for a word. Oh man. Uh, not a fable, not a metaphor. This is hilarious. This is the sort of thing I think of at like 3 a.m. and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. That's a tale? Is it a tale? Or, um... A tale, it's a, uh, like, like, uh, uh, 
Pilgrim's Progress was a allegory. Allegory. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. Allegory. So you can create these allegories. Well, eh, problem with allegory is that it can come off very cheesy or it can come off very contrived um, if you if it's not done extremely well. So, like for example, a short story I'm working on right now actually addresses is looking to address a lot of Facebook trolls out there. Um, and it's the idea that if we write a story, um, what if we wrote a story that said you can be right, but if you present your correct ideas in the wrong way, it's still ultimately damaging to your cause. Um, so I'm working on a story that kind of addresses that theme. And the whole point is I want to get people after they read my short story to go, you know what? Maybe we need to think twice about the way we go about presenting our ideas because you can be, you can be dead on about something, but if you cannot communicate your point in love and kindness and um, you know elegance with logic and rhetoric. If you cannot present your ideas well, you know it's not going to land. No one's going to listen to you. You know, no one, no one's going to care. And so, not only do you want to present an idea well, but you also want to present an idea in such a way that other people can receive it and they can go and, and they can work with it and they don't feel attacked. Um, stories help people navigate everyday life. They, they, you know, you don't want to write a story that's designed to really attack someone. You want to write a story that helps people think about the world around them so that they can navigate it better. Um, I want to write awesome stories because I love good storytelling. I'm not out there to just like help people and change the world and stuff. I mean, that's cool if that happens, but the, the goal is, man, I really just want to write really good stories. Well, okay. If I want to write really good stories, how do I, might, how do, how then do I write really good stories that matter and that make an impact and that really get a theme across? Does that make sense? That makes total sense. No, okay. I, I, I appreciate that. And I think that, um, you know, just because something's weaponized, it could be a weapon for good, you know, in the same way, uh, Absolutely, yeah. you know, a, a farming tool is for planting food, you know, you're, right. you're you can plant positive seeds. Um, you have a course, you, you use Lifter LMS to build a course about WordPress. Why did you decide to build for creatives or the artistic community um, a technology course? Oh, man. Okay. Thank you for asking that question. I love answering this question. Okay. So when I... Uh, so I'm a member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, SCBWI. Um, and it's, it's kind of an on-ramp and it really introduces you to the world of publishing, editors, illustrators, other writers. I mean, critique, I mean, I, I got my, I, my critique partners, uh, have all been through SCBWI, um, yeah, uh, my like I've got really good writing friends through this organization. It's phenomenal. Well, I had uh, the, the timing of it was curious. I had just finished building third person creative uh, basically from nothing. I was like, I have no money. I had just gotten married. My wife is like, hey, I think you should create a blog. I was like, sweet. How do I do it with like zero budget? Um, and then uh, I think it was like 11 weeks, 12 weeks later, I come up with the website. It has a theme on it. It's not a very good theme, but it's a theme. Um, I think it was using colorway. If you want to go find that theme and go, what? He was using that? You know, it's like, uh, don't do that. 
<laughs> there's better teams out there, I promise. Uh, and, and, and I remember thinking, this was awful. I hope no one ever has to go through this again. Well, uh, I was at this lunch through SCBWI and a bunch of these, uh, the, these people were talking about, man, we really need somebody to fill the seminar slot coming up, you know, in a couple months. And, and this like, is a seminar for writers and illustrators, right? Writers and illustrators, right. For the local chapter in Bryan College Station, Texas, there's like 20 people, 30 people. I don't know how many are active attendees at the moment, but there was at the time there was like 15, 20 people. So uh, they give me two months and I said, hey, I can create a course on how to build a website. And they're like, their eyes lit up because they're all wanting author websites. They're wanting to create sites to promote their work and to talk about writing, talk about creativity. Um, or an illustrating. I was like, cool, I can, I can help you build that. Um, the problem is a lot of them were, were so focused on writing, they, they didn't have a technical background. So my, my degree uh, is in computer engineering. Um, and so I'm very used to solving technical problems. And I was like, one quick, one quick question. Why does that, if you're an artist, how, I, how did you end up in computer engineering? Or is that a type of art too? Uh, wow. Okay. That's a complicated question. I think, I think I could get shot if somebody said it's not an art. Uh, okay. Um, man, you know, I, uh, at a high school, I wanted to be an engineer. Um, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I chased it. Um, and then engineering is, it is an artisan thing. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, no, and I, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Yeah. I think, I think being an engineer and I'm, I worked in industry for six years, um, and being an engineer, taught me a lot about not only web development and problem solving there, but, you know, taught me people skills. It taught me how to navigate deadlines. It taught me a lot about the inner workings of a software company. You know, it's like, so I'm a lot kind. I'm probably more kind to, to, to software guys than I'm like, Oh, I get it, bro. You take all the time you need. I totally understand. But at the same time, I'm like, but, but really, when's it going to be done? Cause I really need it. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it's a little bit of both. And I'm like, Oh, bless your heart. I know what you're going up against. Um, Sorry but, to derail your story. I, no, I just realized good, it's good. like we, liberal we, arts, yeah, fine we, arts. I, I am wordy as all get out. So yeah. I know that it's, it's understood. I probably, sh I usually, when people ask me questions, I say, okay, do you want the two minute version? I set a stop up for two minutes and then like, I'm, I'm, I'm more on point. So maybe we start doing that. Um, uh, okay, okay. So writing has always been a part of my life. Um, creativity has always been a part of my life. Um, but his, but you can't, but I had it. So I had a desire to like make stuff and build things. And I, I didn't want to, to, I didn't want an occupation where I couldn't create my own ideas. Um, so if you look, if you, if you looked at uh, drafting, I think is a good example, a draft, somebody who, who majors in drafting when they go into industry they cannot present an architectural design unless a, a licensed architect signs off on that design there's something very similar that happens in engineering um, and if you don't have computer engineer somewhere in your degree you can't create and present your own design so i was like i don't want to pigeonhole myself and put myself in a situation where i'm going to answer to somebody else I want to. I, I want to have the final say. You know, I want the training at least to have the final say. You know, um, and so that's why I kind of chose that degree path. Um, and you know, for fun, I'm overclocking computers. I'm, you know, building computers for friends. And I'm like, man, at some point, this is ridiculous. I need to make this my major rather than you know, um, never. I was in ocean. I started in ocean engineering, and that's a completely different story. 
um, and switched into computer engineering at Texas A&M. So, um, what? Well, okay. So, so back to that that first thread about uh, oh the SCWI. So, I'm, I, so I create this course for SCWI, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, I love helping people. I love um, helping people realize their vision and realize their goals, and I want to help every single person that comes to that seminar. Be, I want to equip them so that when they leave, they have something tangible and they have something that they can act on. That was very so important. Ju- so just to, uh, just to highlight that point, the course idea came out of an open slot in a, at an in-person seminar that you had to fill and right. do a live presentation. Yes, absolutely. You wanted it to not just be good ideas, but have it be like super actionable and people walking away with something of value. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of steps in building a website. I mean, you know this, there's a ton of steps and I know that it, I knew that if I were to just build, uh, if I were to, to build a, and it's not recorded, it wasn't the, the seminar wasn't recorded. So if I just build a website live for somebody and I fly through it and it's not recorded, people's eyes are going to glaze over. They might catch the first 15 minutes of actionable, you know, and, and it might be synthesized into actionable content, but everything past that is going to be lost on them. And I knew it. I knew it going in. I'm like, there is no way anybody's going to be able to retain the amount of information that I had to, you know, Google, synthesize, apply, tweak, land on. I mean, you know, what plugins I had to go to from the start. I mean, it was it was nuts. And I'm like, there's no way. So what I did is I created a Google Doc. And in that Google Doc, I went through this is what hosting is. This is um this is how you pick it out. These are the hosting companies that are out there. This is the one that I recommend. This is why you should go with them. And this is why you shouldn't go with them. I wanted to present a very unbiased uh, view. Um, This is what WordPress is. This is why WordPress is great. This is what an email list is. This is why an email list is great. This is how you integrate those two. This is the WordPress dashboard. And I walked through everything. I went through Gmail integration so that people can send emails from, you know, uh, like for me, I sent from Avery at thirdpersoncreative.com. Well, truth be told, if you shoot an email to Avery at thirdpersoncreative.com, it goes to my personal Gmail inbox. How do you set that up? I, I love you know, it. You're, the course walks you through it, you know. As you're talking about curriculum design, um, I just want to highlight one of the real gems in here is you're not just teaching the why or the what or the how. You're teaching all three. Like, why is this host important? What do I rec- recommend? Okay, here's how you get WordPress up and Absolutely. actually going on this host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the why, what, how. Yeah. I see a lot of courses are really lopsided or almost amputated, and they're all what, or they're all process, or they're all like why this is important, but they're missing the other legs of the stool. So the great job on your curriculum design. Hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks. So. Uh, yeah, so I so I created that that Google Doc, and then I I walked them through the Google Doc in the seminar, and then at the end of the seminar I said, give me your email. Give me your email yeah. here. You've got the entire presentation. It's step by step. I had already written it. I mean, it, it took me about a month to write the curriculum. Um, of and I mean, I'm, it was a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was a, a month before work. the seminar or after the seminar? Before the seminar, I, yeah, a okay. month before the seminar, I spent probably three or four hours a day creating the curriculum. I mean, it was and a now lot. Is this, is this video content or slides? No, or it was it was uh, screenshots. Just, so every relevant screenshot of the hosting page, every relevant screenshot of WordPress. I mean, boxes. Click on this. Click on this. Then click on this. Then click on this. It was click by click. 
I mean, yeah. if I that's made a, a big clip, thing, I, I just want to make, I just want to highlight another thing. It's really powerful, especially when you're teaching technology to take the approach that Avery just said, which is no step skipped. He said, click by click. It's yeah. so easy as an expert to just like jump from like hosting yeah, over to here, like all deep yeah. in the WordPress themes already set up. No, click by click. Open the, yeah. So was, I just want to highlight that. Yeah. And so something that I wanted to do in the course is because not everyone that takes my course is going to be, um, you know, starting from nothing. So the course is zero to WordPress. Well, not everyone starts from zero. So what I did uh, when I, when I, you know, I heard of a lifter LMS, I, I, I shopped around for a lot of different learning platforms. Um, Do you remember how you heard about lifter? Oh, I Googled, Google man. I Googled it. Google, yeah. Google showed me, Google showed yeah. me. I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure that's how I landed on you guys. I really am. I looked at a lot of different options and I looked at, okay, the cost obviously, cause I'm broke, you know, how in the world yeah. do I hear this thing? Um, and, but I also looked at the extensibility. And I yeah. wanted, I wanted, uh, and I, and this is, this is tied to third person creatives as a greater vision. There's a reason I landed on thirdpersoncreative.com and not AveryAdamWhite.com. There's a reason. Okay. I so the difference between a personal brand and what we would call like a corporate or business brand or whatever you want to call it. Why, right. why did you not go with the personal brand? Because I wanted to build something bigger than myself. I wanted, you know, what's going to happen to, Goins rider when Jeff Goins retires. What's going to happen, you know, but then what happens to video fruit when Brian Harris retires? You know, one of those things is going to make a lot more sense to stick around than the other. No knocking on Jeff. I mean, he's the guy's doing great. <laughs> He'll yeah. think of something, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He'll think of something. He's awesome. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you took those two things at face value today and you said, okay, you know, uh, Jeff got hit by a bus. What happens? You know, it's like, uh, and I didn't want that. Same Second, thing here. I mean, it's not Badget LMS. It's Lifter right. LMS. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And there you go. It's like, okay, we're going to do it this way. Um, <laughs> so what, what I wanted, and then what I want to do is I want to create an on-ramp for artists. So the idea behind third-person creative and courses is I started to dream a little bit bigger. What do I bring to the table? Man, I can do a WordPress course. I've already got the curriculum. I know how to do the videos. I, can, I know what I'm talking about enough that I can either troubleshoot problems that arise uh, or you know, just I can spout it off the top of my head. I know how this stuff works. But as I work with these other artists, what if I reach out to my carpenter friend and say, hey, will you do an online course for me? Here's a WordPress course that I did. It's already doing well. You've got a platform to run on. And I, I created as a course platform. And then I have a painter friend and I bring them in and, or, or a sculptor. And then, and then you bring in all of these different art forms that you're trying, you're, you're trying to stir conversation about the collisions between those creative mediums anyway. Why not create course content that also teaches those, the basics of those mediums? Because people want to learn new skills and, and create it. Like, you know, yes, I'm a writer, but I love photography. And so I read websites like Photography Life because I want to learn how to be a better, I want to learn how to shoot better. Um, so, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not awesome at photography. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much feeling it out and going, okay, I've taken a few good pictures, but let's figure out how to be better. And then what happens if you start selling courses, right? I can go, well, my WordPress course kind of hopefully one day will pay for itself. But now if I can extend I mean, extend some grace to a writer friend or a, you know, a painter friend and say, 
put a course on my website. I'll give you 70% of all everything you make off of it because I believe that that painter doesn't need to be getting, let me tell okay, so here's a story to drive this home. Here, here's a story does way better than explanation. Um, I sat down with a painter friend of mine. He's extremely talented. Um, he's brilliant. His work has been featured in airports um, as kind of, you know, when you get off the plane and there's like an artist featured and you're like, oh, that's amazing. How, and you're on the moving elevator so you can only look at it for like eight seconds and you're like, wait, I really want to know what that was, you know, but, but it's gone. He made it there. He's got his own website. He's got his stuff appears in galleries all over the world. He's brilliant. And I go, Eric, what are you, you know, man, what do you, he, you know, he works in College Station, Texas. And, and I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I, you know, I'm working this day job at a, at a photography studio shooting, uh, shooting portraits of people's, uh, you know, of, of people's children. Now I'm not knocking guys that go and shoot portraits of people's children, but, but my friend Eric had no business working a day job. That guy needs to be in his studio painting nonstop because A, that's what he loves. B, that's what the world needs because that's what makes him come alive. And then as a course content creator and as a platform owner, I'm asking myself the question, what can I do to empower people like that so that their dreams are realized? What can I do? Full time, full time. Yeah, full time. I'm like, what could I do for Eric? I just want to, I just want to highlight, uh, you know, that spirit of service and not even having the answer like right off the bat, but just attacking the problem and asking the right questions for your target market or your audience. How can I help Eric? You're not thinking like, how much money can I make on the internet with my website? You're like, how can I help artists like Eric? Yeah. And I just want to highlight that because that's, that's a mindset where the innovation comes from. If you're just like, how can I squeeze another dollar out of the internet? That's a scarcity mindset. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, and, and to be honest, it's not a very, uh, so I, re I recently read a book called How to Think Like a Spy. Um, okay. In this book, the author talks about different games that people play. There's a zero-sum game, which is where in order for me to win, you have to lose. There's a positive-sum uh, game, which means that both sides are have a perceived gain in the game that they're playing. Um, and then there's a negative sum game where both sides are actively losing, but maybe one side is hoping they're not losing as bad as the other guy. Yeah. Um, and I think if you, if you look at, um, you know, the, the idea and the business model of, well, I, I really want to give an awesome commission to artists where it's benefiting them more than it's benefiting me. Um, I'm, I'm playing a zero sum game, but I'm stacking it in their favor. I think that's service. When, when you can, when you define the rules and then you follow the rules that you define and you follow them in such a way that it actually benefits the other guy. Um, in, in this case, it benefits the creator, benefits the creative. Um, and that, that's the heart of what I want to do. It's like, man, I'm, if, if I can, if I can make, we'll say X dollars on zero to WordPress, that's my course. I can give myself the same deal that I give my other, you know, anybody that wants to build a course under me. Um, I, I give them the, I give myself the same deal and hopefully the work stands on its own. 
Um, and I know that I can, I can teach people. I know that I'm a good teacher. It's something that I know that's just a gift that I have. I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I'm saying that because I just, I'm acknowledging, okay, you know what? I'm a good teacher. I'm not the best teacher in the world. I know that, but I know I'm not the worst. Um, and you know, to any, anyways, um, I, I really, I really just want, I want people to know that, um, and there, there's a there's a way you you can make money as a creative. There's a there's a way that you can overcome these technical hurdles, and and you can really get to a point where you're free to create. Um, I yeah, think that's I just, really important. I just want to highlight that um, when you select your target market, they have their challenges, and this is me putting my anthropologist hat on. They yeah, have yeah. Their, their stigmas and their self-fulfilling prophecies in the way the world sees them. So if you see, if an artist is in the stigma of starving artists sure. and you come in to serve that market and you, your, your number one objection is for them not to starve and to step into their, you know, genius full time and feel good about it. Like that's a great, you're, you're literally attacking the stigma that's against them. So you're kind of like the knight or the, at least the champion of their cause. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is super cool. Uh, the other thing you mentioned is there's a difference between being a course creator and having the publisher mindset. Yeah. Uh, I just want to highlight how you didn't just straight jump straight to the publisher mindset. I'm going to be the Udemy of artists and I'm going to bring course or creatives together to make all this. You, you led by example, you leaned in to your, one of your interests and specialties where you can help others. So you kind of, you're a course creator and then you have something to show people when you pitch them, Hey, you want to do your course on painting or, or metal work or whatever you have an example, you're leading by example. Yeah. Uh, and the last, the last question I wanted to ask you, uh, which is something we talk about a lot, especially when we have a course creator um, and entrepreneur like yourself on the show uh, and a visionary is it's, I call it the stack. So courses sure. are cool. Yeah. But you can also do other things like you have, um, a blog. So you have like a media, it's not just like a little, it's not like, Oh, I have this little blog. I publish on it. Like, you know, a couple times a year, like you actively focus energy on the blog and writing and getting right. cool ideas out there. You you're looking into forums. You you're looking into having like an online art gallery to again solve another problem for your target market besides education and besides you know fresh ideas. What is? Can you tell us more about your stack? Like what what is this ecosystem you're building around the creative? Sure. Okay. For this, I'm gonna set a two minute. I'm I'm gonna start a stopwatch for two minutes. This <laughs> okay. is for your listeners' sake. <laughs> not not uh not just for me because i can ramble for a thousand years it's ridiculous man if you ever need a guy that can soak up a lot of time man hey i can be back you know uh all right all right here we go so all right two minutes um it started with the blog right very good yeah absolutely so the blog is the centerpiece of the the website ecosystem it's thirdpersoncreative.com and it is about uh, creating a community of artists that wield the power of the story against injustice, uh, passivity. Um, and if I could memorize my own about page, that would be phenomenal, but I don't. I think you said something about fighting a cause. Injustice yeah. prejudice is the word that I always forget when I, when okay. I'm reciting my about my mission statement. Right. Um, <laughs> this is the problem with like creating mission statements. Like, I, you know, uh, 
three years ago, I think is when I drafted that. And so it's like, oh wait, what does my about page think? <laughs> okay. But it, it, it's about using stories well to create community is really what the website's about. That's what the blog's about. Um, the blog lives on thirdpersoncreative.com and it's the kind of the mothership that everything's kind of docked to. Um, now, that's where people sign up to the newsletter. Um, it's where people can contact me and it's how people can navigate between the other parts of that ecosystem. I had a minute, eight, minute 18, dadgum, I gotta fly. Okay, so the then you have the courses, which we've already talked at length about the courses. That's gonna be the, 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 um, the school, the, pl the platform from which yeah. other creatives can contribute their own coursework as well as where my course lives. Um, and, and people can uh, go there to learn about different mediums and, and actually apply some of these ideas that they may talk about in the next part, which is the forums. So the forums are there to facilitate conversation, not just amongst creatives about um, mediums. So if you were to visit my forums right now, you would see that there are, there, it's divided by, it's actually divided by medium. So you can, you can go into forum uh, for film or writing or painting or uh, music. And it's, uh, there's like an audio visual section. I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's broken apart by niche. Um, but the, the goal is you want to encourage people. Okay. Yes. Ask your question on your niche so that you can get your question answered by people that know something about your topic, but then Visit the other, visit the other niches, niches, niches. I don't know how to say it. Anyways, visit the other parts of the components of the, of the forums and start engaging in the conversation with other, with other people from other mediums. Quick question. You, what, what yeah. forum software are you using? What forum software? Yeah. Uh, can you guess? Is it WordPress, BB press? Yes. BB press, okay. baby. Cool. Yeah. Vanilla. Hey, yeah. which one's yeah. which one's which one's free and which one's can I, which one can I throw just a tarload of CSS at to bend to my will? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. how I saw. It. Yeah, that's how we do it, man. That's how we do it. Cool. So, just had to ask. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Um, and then I've got uh, what's the last one? The oh, district. The district, man. The district is an online art gallery. So. Uh, I've tied uh, BuddyPress to like it's, it also exists on the district so that artists can have individual profiles so they can promote their own websites. And again, that harkens back to wanting to create a space where artists can promote themselves. And hey, if you left the third person creative ecosystem to go check out an artist's website, I love that. That's awesome. I, I count that as a win for me because um, I help that creative reach their goal, which is you know, get more traffic, hopefully get a buyer and they're one step closer to being independent from, you know, doing what they have to do. Uh, and then of course there's the lovely GDPR privacy notice that we all had to write, you know, last month. <laughs> that's awesome. There's that, yeah. You know, okay, but that's it. That's the ecosystem. Uh, and I was at four minutes, but you asked me a question. So, you know, nice. that, no, I, that probably, was good. I probably went 45 seconds over. So I'm, I'm going to say your question took 15 seconds and I'm, you know, but hey, it's, it's better than 12 minutes. That's, that's fantastic. Well, Avery, I, I really wanted to um, just thank you for coming on the show. For oh, those man. of you listening, check yeah. out thirdpersoncreative.com. Um, if you're in the Lifter ecosystem and you don't know WordPress yet, go check out Avery's course, Zero to WordPress. Because um, in order to do Lifter, you need to know WordPress. So you got to start with some WordPress knowledge. Yeah. And uh, I, 
I really got a lot out of this show. I think it's an excellent case study. So many things I see the DNA of other projects I've seen further down the road when they look back, <laughs> they're doing a lot of things you're doing. Yeah. Um, they're creating their curriculum before they went to the LMS software. They're doing it like with a live audience, you know, to validate, to help figure stuff out. Um, they're building a stack around a person trying to serve their audience, yeah. not focused more on like, how do I make the most money or increase conversions? Even like you're talking about, like you're happy when people leave the district website to go to this artist website. It's all good. It's an outbound link. They left your website, yeah. but you're serving your community. Absolutely. That's the number one thing. You just said so many like awesome things that I've seen hey. in projects that work out well. And you have a, you just have a vision for cross pollination and bringing people together across niches or niches sure. or however we want to say it. So Avery, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where else can the good people of the internet connect with you? Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I'm on Twitter at, uh, so you get a TP underscore creative. Uh, you can follow me there. Um, and then I have a Facebook page. You can go check it out. So to put a little bit of backing behind kind of what we've been talking about, you know, uh, I've said verbally that I want to serve creative. So I tell you what, if you're watching this right now, you can email me at, at Avery, A-V-E-R-Y at thirdpersoncreative.com. And you can say, hey, you told Chris Badgett that if I emailed you and asked for 75% off of your course, I would get it. Where's my coupon? I would love to send you a coupon. I'd love for you to take the course. I'd love to, to hook you up um, and, and get you rolling on it. So, so please email me, shoot me an email. Um, I said that that's the same thing as I just said it twice. Um, and, <laughs> and I'll send you a coupon and then that way you can get the ball rolling on it. Um, I'd love, love to do that for your listeners and love to do that for, for you guys. That would be great. Um, but yeah, Thank you can get at a, so Twitter, Facebook, I'm on Instagram, TP underscore creative as well. Um, although I don't really post to that a whole lot. Uh, so yeah, Twitter's where that, where it's at. And then you can, uh, jump on the website and subscribe to the email, uh, the email list. That'd be awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's very generous of you, Avery. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we'll have to do another one with you in a couple of years and see where all this goes. And, I'd love it, man. That'd be awesome. That'd be rad. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks. Hey, thank you.